Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of The Big Cruise Podcast. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy Australia Day. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy February. In fact, happy anything that you may have been celebrating since we were last with you. Of course, we last spoke just before Christmas. Uh, our Christmas break, our summer break down here in Australia was a little longer um, than I anticipated, but it's been great to relax and recharge. And uh, today we're back. Now, it is a slightly shorter show than normal. Um, Chris couldn't join me in person today. Our, our schedules are a little bit crazy this week with the, the restart of uh, various different things over here. So Chris has kindly recorded some uh, some maritime history, which he'll be joining us with in just a second. And I'll be bringing you the latest cruise news uh, as well in just a second Uh, but yeah thank you for joining us thank you and welcome back for 2022 it's going to be an incredible year of cruise news shared stories and of course chris's regular maritime history contributions so let's jump straight into it. Let's head straight over to Chris, who's actually going to be talking to you about the naming, uh, the historical significance of the naming of the Cunard Queens. And that's because next week we're anticipating the release of the naming of the fourth ship, which should be uh, announced at some point uh, middle of next week, uh, probably around the time you're listening to this podcast. So without uh, wasting any more time, let's get Chris on the line and talk all things Cunard and, of course, the history of the Queens. Thanks so much, Baz, and it's great to be back for a new year. Happy 2022, everyone, and uh, hopefully pretty soon we'll be back to our usual transmissions with our uh, sort of face-to-face catch-ups that Barry and I did uh, over the last two years to do the Big Cruise podcast. But um, this week, as our first week back, there's a lot of chatter uh, on online and across the social media-verse uh, about the name of the new Cunard ship and of course this is something that was supposed to be announced well back when the pandemic first started they were talking about what the name of this new ship will be uh, the ship itself is uh, under construction at Fincantieri 
uh, in Italy, a, a shipbuilder that we've spoken about a number of times here on the podcast. And at the time of recording, this being recorded on uh, Friday the 4th of February, um, I and everybody else didn't really know what that name was. You might be listening to this by the time that the name's been revealed because it does sound like perhaps that might be coming up pretty soon. But I thought it'd be interesting just to have a look back at the names of the previous Cunard queens and why they were named what they were named. So, interestingly enough, the first ship to ever be, well, the first Cunard ship to ever be named after a queen is the Berengaria. Now, the Berengaria was built originally as the Hamburg America Line ship Imperator. She was uh, a competitor to Cunard's uh, Aquitania and um, Mauritania. But after World War I was uh, moved across to Cunard as war reparations for the loss of Lusitania. Cunard initially sailed her under her German name, under the name Imperator, but eventually renamed her Berengaria after the Queen Consort of Richard I. Uh, and so while she wasn't called Queen Berengaria, she was named after a, a British Queen um, and a Queen Consort. Um, Richard I of England, so that's technically the first Cunard Queen. The first ship uh, in the Cunard fleet to be named uh, with the Queen prefix is uh, Queen Mary, of course. And Queen Mary was named by um, Mary of Tech, or Queen Mary, who was the Queen Consort of King George V. Uh, and there's some interesting stories around the naming of the Queen Mary, uh, with uh, some reports uh, suggesting that the original name was to be Queen Victoria. Uh, by this stage, of course, Cunard and White Star Line had merged uh, during the Great Depression and the Queen Mary's construction had been greatly delayed and so Cunard, were, Cunard White Star were very uh, sort of uh, keen to have a name that that's made the ship stand out. It was seen as the saviour of um, that shipbuilding industry of the Great Depression uh, and so Queen Victoria was a name that was considered, but uh, ultimately uh, the ship was named uh, Queen Mary after um, King George V's uh, wife. So there's another consort there, Queen Consort. Then, of course, the Queen Elizabeth uh, launched herself in 1938, uh, was named after uh, Elizabeth Bowes Lyon, who was... Uh, the Queen Consort of King George VI, and of course for many of us uh, best known as the Queen Mother, who lived all the way until the year 2002, and I believe was uh, uh, over 100 years old when she passed away. Uh, anyway, all the way back in 1938, uh, she named the, the Cunard ship Queen Elizabeth uh, after herself, uh, and at the launch in Clydebank, she was accompanied by Princess Elizabeth, who has, of course, later went on to become Queen Elizabeth II, uh, and Princess Margaret. And uh, at that particular launch, there was something like 300,000 uh, spectators that were there to watch, uh, and King George the the VI was sadly unable to attend the launch because in 1938, the situation in Europe was worsening in the uh, sort of days and months leading up to World War II. Now, Queen Elizabeth went on to enter service as a troop ship uh, during World War II and didn't operate uh, passenger voyages until 1946. But uh, both Queen Elizabeth and Queen Mary sailed with Cunard until the 1960s 
and really were um, the most famous ships in the world at the time, the, the queens of, of Cunard Line. They were replaced by the QE2, which was launched uh, in 1967, uh, and she was named uh, Queen Elizabeth II, or in fact, officially named Queen Elizabeth II by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Um, the ship's name was intended to be Queen Elizabeth, named after the first Queen Elizabeth, but the, the Queen uh, personally altered the title to Queen Elizabeth II, and Cunard and Buckingham Palace later settled on using the Arabic two for the ship's name, so she became Queen Elizabeth II, or QE2, and of course was perhaps the most famous ship in modern times, uh, and sailed through until 2008. In 2004, Cunard's new flagship, um, Queen Mary II, uh, entered service, and in fact uh, sailed for a few months before being given the flagship status by uh, her elder sister, QE2, so the two ships met in New York and did a tra tandem transatlantic crossing, and then Queen Mary II became the flagship in in April of 2004, uh, and she was named Queen Mary II after the first Cunard Queen Mary. So if you're on board Queen Mary II and you go into the Queen's room, you'll see uh, the uh, the bust there of King George V and Queen Mary, Mary of Tech, um, which of course pays uh, homage to the fact that the ship was named not after um, uh, the Queen herself so much, but after the first ship, which was named after the Queen. So there's a little um, bit of history there for you as well. Moving forward to um, 2007, and the Queen Victoria was put into service. She's the first Cunard Queen that isn't a transatlantic liner. Uh, in fact, the ship's a Vista-class cruise ship, but it has been modified to allow it to do transatlantic crossing, so it has a strengthened hull and a strengthened bow, and it's a bit longer than most of the Vistas with uh, the ballroom, the Queen's room there. She was named Queen Victoria after Queen Victoria, so we have a, a, an actual reigning monarch, um, similar to QE2, named after, of course, Queen Elizabeth um, II. We've got Queen Victoria, both reigning monarchs, um, and... Um, the Queen Victoria, of course, has become a very popular member of the Cunard fleet and currently is still laid up, but will return to service um, in April of 2022. The last of the Cunard queens is the current Queen Elizabeth. So Kiwi II retired in 2008, and then in 2010, when the current Queen Elizabeth entered service, she was named in, in honour of those previous Queen Elizabeths, Kiwi II and the Queen Elizabeth of 1938, and she was christened by Her Majesty the Queen as well. So Her Majesty the Queen not only christened Queen Elizabeth and Queen Elizabeth II, but she also christened Queen Mary II in 2004 and was at the, present at the launch of the original Queen Elizabeth alongside her mother back in 1938. And in fact, as an interesting, interesting little side note, Her Majesty is the only person that we know of who was present at the launch of all three Cunard Queen Elizabeths in 1938, in 1967, and in 2010. So there's another very remarkable piece of history. So the new ship, well, at the time of recording, we don't know the name. Many people have speculated it's going to be called Queen Anne, um, because, of course, Queen Anne was is another queen in the line of uh, British monarchs. Um, however, there is a lot of speculation that it might be something different. It might be something uh, a little bit unique. Perhaps we might even see a, a return to names such as Berengaria. That would be nice, wouldn't it, from a maritime history point of view? I think it's very unlikely, but it would definitely make me smile. 
whether Cunard would uh, ever go back to the IA naming convention, which of course we've spoken about before, but the old liners used to be named after ancient Roman provinces, things like Britannia and Aquitania and Carpathia. Um, I think that's also quite unlikely, but it might be something different. They might change the naming convention this time around to signify a ship that's, um, you know, helping Cunard rebuild after the pandemic, a little bit like Queen Mary back in the 1930s being unique because of her position as helping uh, Cunard rebuild after the Great Depression. But I think most people um, have settled on Queen Anne as their guess, and by the time you listen to this, you may well know. So you can uh, drop us a, a, a message or an email, uh, let us know what you think the name might be, and um, depending on when they announce it, again, as I say, I'm not 100% sure if they're announcing it anytime soon, but it, there's a lot of chatter around, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Um, and it will be fascinating to find out what they name the new ship, and of course that will make Cunard a four-ship fleet when it enters service um, after its construction has been completed. So thanks once again for uh, your ongoing support, and welcome back for 2022. Baz and I will be back together um, to do a proper big cruise podcast recording uh, for the next uh, edition and um, until then uh, and until we are back at sea stay safe and one day soon I hope to see you on board If, like me, you're not a great fan of fast fashion and you prefer to do things uh, a little bit more sensitively, if you can, all of our Big Cruise podcast merchandise is uh, sourced using only organic cotton, produced using only green energy, and there is zero plastic used in any of the process or packaging. Um, It's a great alternative to uh, buying a cheap souvenir t-shirt. You can buy merchandise with the Big Cruise podcast logo, or you can design your own. Simply jump on. We've got a whole heap of different uh, designs, different styles of clothing as well, Um, once again it's all organic it's all green energy and there's zero plastic in the whole production you'll find the link to how to do that in uh, the show notes for each and every episode but just jump on the website the big cruise podcast and look in the top right hand corner and now it's time for the latest cruise news, which normally Chris and I would deliver between us. Um, obviously, it's not possible today, so I'm going to quickly fire through some of the latest headlines that have happened since we were last on air. Now, there's obviously been a lot of news that has happened, so uh, we've picked out some of the, the better, more popular stories, and, of course, all of the details can be found in the show notes. If you want any specific information, any extra information than what I deliver in the, the headlines, then do head over to the thebigcruisepodcast.com and uh, click on this episode, episode 85, and you'll find all of the information all of the show notes there for your uh, for your pleasure so let's jump into it. Carnival Australia has announced that it's redeploying its Australian ships back to North America now news broke earlier last week that um Carnival Spirit would be going back. Uh, obviously, there's uh, no news as to when cruising will resume here in Australia as of yet, and it doesn't make sense to have two ships sat around doing absolutely nothing when cruising has restarted in North America. So the decision has been made. Carnival Spirit uh, won't be cruising out of Brisbane when cruising resumes here. She will, in fact, uh, be cruising uh, out of North America, as will Carnival Splendor, which was announced at a later date. And uh, that's all followed on with some extra news that has also come out of Carnival um, from North America as well where they're saying that uh, Carnival uh, Sensation had previously uh, announced that they were delaying her restart and Carnival Ecstasy was going to move from Jacksonville to Mobile to operate of what Sensation was supposed to do. 
complicated already. <laughs> so what's happening is that Carnival Spirit is now going to go to Jacksonville to take over uh, the cruising from March. So she's obviously going to reposition from uh, her resting place at the moment, head up to Jacksonville, and she's going to operate the itineraries that Carnival Ecstasy was supposed to do. He's still with us. Meanwhile, in Mobile, Carnival Ecstasy will reposition to Mobile uh, for departures from March through to October of 2022. That was, of course, supposed to be operated on Sensation, but that has changed. And uh, they're going to be announcing at a later date what will happen uh, on those two particular ports. What does this mean for Carnival Splendor and Carnival Spirit? Uh, So Carnival Splendor's cancelled her itineraries from June through to September here in Australia, and Spirit from June through to October of 2023. So we all see Carnival Splendor hopefully back for our summer season, our main wave season uh, out of Sydney and Carnival Spirit is expected to come back in September, October, uh, sorry, October, November of 2023 to operate her cruises out of Brisbane. Again, more information on the website if you need extra uh, things for that. Now let's head over to Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings because of course they are the parent company of uh, NCL, Norwegian Cruise Lines, um, Oceania and uh, Regent Seven Seas and, and they have just received an award um, for their brand new flagship terminal um, over in uh, Miami. Um, this will be opening uh, a little bit later on but uh, already before she has uh, entered into service uh, she's uh, received uh, a, a really big applause for her environmental credentials. And keeping with Norwegian, uh, Norwegian has introduced Norwegian Viva. She will be the next Prime class ship, and she will be operating on uh, Mediterranean itineraries uh, from June of 2023. So from 2023, she will be cruising in the Mediterranean uh, from Rome, Athens, and Lisbon, and uh, will then head over and reposition to San Juan for her cruises to the Southern Caribbean in the winter of 23 and 24. Let's head over to Cunard next. Uh, Chris has obviously spoken a little bit about the new ship that's coming out. Uh, we don't know any further details yet, uh, but we do know that Cunard will be uh, taking Shakespeare to the high seas with the help of the Royal Shakespeare Company. This will be happening on Queen Mary 2 in 2022, and uh, we'll see uh, various different performances. So this is a sort of a three-year partnership which will begin on the 29th of May and is uh, centred around Queen Mary. And some other great news out of Cunard, the Cheltenham Literature Festival will return to sea uh, in 2022 with a stellar lineup um, on board Queen Mary 2 for a transatlantic cruise on the 3rd of December. Again, further information in the show notes. Now, we've spoken quite a lot about the Princess, Princess Medallion contactless pay system and all the great features that come with the Princess Medallion. They've taken it one step further. You can now purchase things on land in various different ports of call, um, particularly in Alaska, the Caribbean, and Mexican Riviera. Um, your medallion will be able to allow you to purchase at select stores on land and also receive a uh, bonus 7% back on your shoreside purchases too. So very, very in, uh, good news for people cruising in that particular part of the world. Also at a princess they've announced that uh, they've officially received the delivery of uh, Discovery Princess. That happened on January 28th, uh, not too long ago, and she'll be the 15th medallion class vessel to uh, to join the fleet. 3,660 guests uh, are welcomed on board with some of the great features that we've seen on the previous ships. Um, and uh, she'll of course be selling the Mexican Riviera from March uh, of 2022. And of course, Discovery Princess will be sailing the Mexican Riviera and Californian coast from March of 2022 before heading up the East Coast to Seattle to commence her Alaska season. Next up, Carnival's brand Costa is taking the San Remo Festival to sea. Toscana is the newest Italian flagship to join the Costa fleet and uh, will be... Uh 
off the coast of uh, San Remo uh, for about a kilometre out at sea um, from 30 January through to the 6th of Feb where they'll be hosting this uh, iconic event uh, every day uh, for that duration. She'll then return to the Mediterranean season and uh, start her first Mediterranean cruise on the 5th of March and uh, yet again extra information on that particular news in the show notes once again. Um, Heading closer to our shores, Spectrum of the Seas is expected to arrive into Singapore early with an updated deployment, uh, seeing her cruise as soon as April 2022, when international guests will be welcomed for the first time. Uh, Holidaymakers can choose uh, from cruises from 11th of April. Uh, These cruises are three to four nights in duration and uh, taking in the the best of the Singapore coastline and giving you the opportunity to experience all of the great features on board Spectrum of the Seas, including Skypad, uh, 270 Cplex, uh, family-friendly accommodations, signature experiences and of course the world of flavors with 19 different dining experiences. Viking has celebrated the float of its newest Egyptian ship, uh, that's the Viking Osiris. Uh, she's an H2 guest ship which will be uh, debuting in August of 2022. Uh, she's been moved over to a new wet dock where she will be uh, outfitted ahead of her season and uh, she'll be of course welcoming uh, those H2 guests in 41 staterooms and uh, getting exclusive access to some of the great uh, things to see along uh, the Nile also included. Uh, great itineraries available to choose from, uh, visit your local travel agent or of course uh, Viking dot com for further information and meanwhile aida cruises the german brand for carnival has announced uh, an extended or an extension of its selection voyages these are the long duration voyages uh, of up to 117 days in duration and some of these itineraries in 2022 will include the cape horn uh, the cape of good hope uh, the avenue of glaciers the tierra del fuego mauritius cape town and even new year's eve in sydney harbour Next up, back to the UK, Wallace and Gromit and Sean the Sheep will be setting sail with P&O Cruises on Iona. That's the newest LNG ship to join the P&O fleet. And children in the reef clubs will be able to participate in themed dance classes, craft workshops where they can make Gromit ears, Sean the Sheep masks, and of course the family can come together and watch the latest Wallace and Gromit and Sean the Sheep films in the cinema on board and of course there'll be special guest appearances from the characters too and last but by no means least the news for this week that Holland America is going to celebrate the naming of Rotterdam in the city of Rotterdam uh, followed by a special seven day voyage. Her Royal Highness Princess Margit of the Netherlands will be the godmother and carrying out the official duties Uh, those duties uh, date back to the 1920s when the Dutch royal family first uh, joined with Holland America Line and uh, the seven day sailing which will take place after that, we'll depart on the 29th of May, uh, visiting Christiansand, Stavanger, Flam, and scenic cruises in Songfjord. That's all we've got in cruise news of this week. Don't forget, if you do want to get in touch with the podcast, thebigcruisepodcast.com is the place to go. In the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show. Send us a question for myself or Chris, and uh, if you have cruised or I've got a cruise planned, do let us know, and we can uh, share your cruising experience. But next week, we'll be back with uh, more information, and do look out for that extra news around the naming of the next Cunard ship. Uh, we'll be putting that up on the website in the news section as soon as we hear it. Until next time. Hello, it's me again. Just wanted to thank those of you that have supported us via Buy Me A Coffee. Um, if you're not familiar with that uh, system, it's a little bit like Patreon, where you can support your favourite YouTuber or artist. Um, we use Buy Me A Coffee, which is basically because we love coffee. Um, and in a nutshell, you can donate the cost of a coffee, about four Australian dollars, or multiple coffees if you prefer. Um, and in return, you receive priority access to all of the podcasts. So it doesn't matter where you listen to your podcast. If you support us via Buy Me A Coffee, you will receive an email every week um, just saying the new podcast is live and available. Here's the link or listen to it in your favourite podcast. And uh, it gets to you about 
12 to 24 hours before anybody else gets access to it. So it's a, a great little bonus there. And uh, once again, it's about four Aussie dollars. Um, one coffee, multiple coffees, you decide. But every little donation is greatly appreciated. And just a reminder, you can find the link uh, to Buy Me A Coffee in the show notes, on the website, and uh, also via the Buy Me A Coffee app. Thanks in advance. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.